almost impossible topic to another. <laughs> so recently, everybody knows about the tragic school shooting in Texas. Yep. Um, I'm glad, and this is for Cody because, you know, I mean, that's what Cody does. If nobody, people ain't figured that out yet, right? Cody's in, involved in our school system with having officers at schools and all this Thank stuff. Thank you, bro. You're welcome. But I cannot imagine getting a call of that magnitude and Nobody finding can. out Nobody that can. you have multiple deaths. And, and like, I, I, I can't. I mean, it, it's unimaginable. It's the worst of the, it's the worst case of the worst case, man. And then they talk about every time this happens, and I know that it happens way too often. And and, and there's millions, you know, so. Potential solutions, but again, the media always talks about it has to be one or the other, right? The Second Amendment is always to be cut because guns are horrific, and it's because of guns that all this bad shit happens, and it frustrates me to no end because, yes, this is horrific, and yes, something has to be done, but we live in this country of compromise and understanding and for some reason, the media is only about dividing and, and, and separating and, and changing things that don't need to, need to be changed, just need to be discussed, problem. right? And so, again, we said it in the last one. I am an avid gun owner. I am a hunter. Um, I am not a gun enthusiast, but I do support the Second Amendment. Um, I know Cody does as well. You know, and I know Tori also has some personal issues <laughs> when it comes to this topic. So that's why I wanted to kind of tie these two topics together because I do feel that there is resolution or compromise that goes this way as well. So I'm again start this with Cody because we we we, we had a five minute conversation on it yesterday and I was like, well, let's let's continue this tomorrow. So, where, what is your position on this um, gun control, Second Amendment, having to, you know, pause, break, or whatever, you know, because that, that's what you hear in the media, is that we have to eliminate guns, we need um, harsh, immediate gun control. Right. Well, so... I think it's a multifaceted problem, A. Um, but I don't think that banning firearms or, or semi-automatic rifles would stop any school shooting on the planet. You know, um, I think that evil finds a way to be evil, right? Um, I do know that 94% of, multi, you know, uh, of the mass shootings happen in weapons-free zones. And, the, and sadly, the only thing we give these people to protect themselves is a sign that says weapons-free zone, right? And, and I'm not saying harm teachers, right? And I'm not 100% against it. I think there would have to be a lot of training, a lot of training and red tape and regulation. And it's, it's a, that in itself is a multifaceted problem, right? But try, trying to ban... Because it doesn't stop what it doesn't stop stop with semi-automatic rifles. The next thing they're going to go against is, is is now it's pistols and now it's you know I don't know why the the AR-15 is is what they're deciding to to, to target to That's target right, um, but they are and, and they, they call them assault rifles and you know that's a nice term but it's really not definable. Um, but I don't think that that's that's the fix. I, I think that even even with the ten round magazine, because that's the other thing thing you hear is is well these high capacity magazines they just have to reload right yeah. in two seconds. And if they already most of them that go in and do it, they already have body gear on with several right clips already. And, so and and, and, I, and I'll end with this and I'll and I'll pass the floor and we can we can round table discussion it. I'm a firm believer that if laws and regulations fix the problem, then all we would have to do is make killing people unjustifiably against the law. We can call it something like murder, you know? 
Because if laws fix the problem, we would you could just do that. So, <laughs> all right. So, I'm. I don't own a gun. I don't own a gun because I take a lot of pride in keeping myself calm, and I know that the moment I get to a balling point. It's really nothing that could stop me. You know, like, I'm going to have to go through that angry phase myself. So, a gun, and with everything going on, trust me, I'm like, hey, man, you just need something to protect your family. But everyone I know that has a gun for some reason thinks it's a it's a nice toy. It's something to brag about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to know I got this gun. I want to. And that's just from my point of view, from well, where I come from, right. my culture. You no, it's know? not just your culture. It's not like that. You know, and I'm like, man, you know, like you got that for protection, but. It's our most gun enthusiast. Right. right. But yeah. a lot of people don't understand what they speak and what they do. Sometimes will come to fruitation. Like it could have just an old oh, innocent person out there that don't even know you, but know you got that gun and just having a bad day and see you one day and just make the dumbest remark to you, you know, in retrospect to cause you bodily harm. And you like, well, I'm going to protect myself. And now we're here. So when we come to these gun laws where kids are dying in schools, it's evil. Like, all I can think about is evil because 100%. we went to school and, you know, we had riots, we had big old fights, but I don't think anybody ever thought, man, I'm just going to go take this gun and wipe out everybody I don't like. And even if they thought it, I mean, we had so many people that actually bonded with other people that be like, man, you silly. You thinking about that? And actually would go say, hey, I think such and such trying to do this. Right. Like, with the kid from wherever he was, like, Outside of his grandmother, some people had potential to know that he wanted to do something, man. They didn't even alert anyone. Right. You know, like, we got to stop saying, oh, it's just a game because he posting it there. No, man, we got to start alerting people and letting that be the deciding factor to it not happening. Right. You know? And we kind of let you carry guns now. No, not kind of. <laughs> right, I mean, but there's, I, you know, there's, I'm there's, saying, there's, I mean, so, like Louisiana is an open carry state, right? So we could literally go anywhere, and a person could have a gun. So yeah. yesterday, my nephew had his uh, field day at school, right? So everybody over there in just regular street clothes, and I kid you not, my back against the wall. I got him right here. Like I need to see everything, and I'm not gonna play hero, sorry. But if something jump off, I'm trying to grab my nephew and get out the way. Well, and, and look, most most responsible. Concealed carry gun owners, or or not, um, they're not carrying to play hero either. Now some are. Some some got that old hero fantasy that, like I've told my kids, know I carry, right? And and I've told them before, don't you be shouting out like my dad's a cop, right? Like, Y'all are my responsibility. Like, if I'm in a movie theater, like I'm like kid, you see that exit over there? Like like my job is to shield bullets from you, shoot back if I have to, and kill anybody that gets between me and that door. Right. And, and we are getting out. Now, once my kids are safe, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't go back in. Right. Just because of my profession and my profession. obligations. But my first obligation with my kids is, is to protect them. You know, and that's that's why I carry. is to protect my children. You know? I totally understand, Cody, man. Like, I, I understand your, your profession. I understand the dangers that come with it. You know, like, I wouldn't want that profession at all. <laughs> like, not because it's not a great profession, but... Even when you're doing the right thing, you're always presented as doing the wrong thing, oh, yeah. you know? And then when you're going home, like, the protection <clears throat> order in your head never stops. Like, it's never a rest moment. So I do feel for you, you know? It's almost like being a mortician. You know, you carry a lot of weight from your job to what you see in the streets and you can't actually talk about it. Then you got to go home. And decipher all that, like, all right, I got to keep my kids away from this type. I got to keep my kids oh, away yeah. from this type. So it's hard to debrief. Yeah, it is. yeah. You know, you're always gonna be on some type of alert. So once again, I know we go at it. I know I'm tough on cops, but I love you and I appreciate <laughs> I you, bro. It <laughs> and, and look, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you this statistically, you, you know, I, I like statistics. <laughs> uh, responsible concealed carry licensed gun owners commit less crimes than cops do, right? So it's not it's not the, the law-abiding 
gun owner that's causing these problems. It's the evil outliers. So that's okay. So I'm, I'm glad you said that and you made that comment because I am a gun owner. I am a hunter. I'm also okay with gun control. Kind of in the situation that you sit with on the abortion side, right? Like there is a compromise. I don't think that, you know, I don't think people need 50 round magazine clubs. But again, it's, it's, it's because it's, you can have two clips of 50, right? If not, you got to have five, 10 clips of, of 10. So that's, you can't carry as many. And so I'm okay with extreme magazines and I'm okay with bump stocks and I'm okay with all these ridiculous things that are only made for gun enthusiasts. It has zero practical use in in any home invasion situation. Mm. It does. I mean, there's no... I'm going to say this. If somebody comes in my home and and I have my choice of having a 30-round, and I'm not saying a 100-round drum mag, right? All right. But if I, have, if I have my choice, most pistols carry, you know, 15 to 17 rounds in it. Most crimes are committed with handguns. It's not. It's not assault rifles or, or AR or whatever. However you want to define them. It's. It's not. It's not semi-automatic rifles. It's right. handguns. And most home invaders do so in pairs. So now, now I'm facing thirty two, full gun, thirty full bullets from two separate home invaders. You know, me having to reload might be the time that they rush. So yes, there are practical reasons of why I need a thirty-round magazine in my AR-15. A hundred round drum mag? No, that's 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 a bit extreme, right? Right. Um, but I, I would much rather have like you're, you're talking about because what they're trying to push is a ten round magazine for for an AR-15. That's less rounds than a handgun. You know, I get it, and that's what I'm saying. It's a compromise. Like I, I'm, I'm. If you say matching, it's fifteen and fifteen, whatever. Like that's because again, statistically, you, you're a percentage guy. You can't sit here and tell me that the number of home invasions that are stopped by having a 15-round clip over 30, it's bullshit. It's just, it... They don't even, I, don't they, they, I don't think they track that. They, they don't, because it doesn't happen often enough right, to right. even track it. And lately, home invasors home invaders been dying, so it's a good thing. Because they Yeah, are. people busting them up, man, <laughs> busting them up. That's well, what's look, supposed to happen. I, I mean, you hear the argument of, you know, what do you need, what do you need an AR-15 to protect your house with? And, and I kind of talked to John a little bit while we were, we were on the phone. I guarantee you I can take you guys right now to the gun range and I can give Tory probably a 10 minute lesson on firing, firing a hand. I could fire a gun and, and get him. Well, cause you were in the military. Yeah. Right? I just, I just know right. what it in my hand and my temple well, go. And, you're going to be so, like Tory. You're going to be talking me down out the building. Come on, Tory, man. <laughs> get out of there, man. I know you ain't mean to do it, but hey, man, it's done. Look, I got to get you out here safe. So I can take up somebody's never fired a firearm and have them firing fairly accurate, right? At, at, at an average, engagement of seven to ten yards which is right. you know most but when you're in a home right i guarantee if i back you up to the 50 yard line with a pistol you're gonna miss probably not hitting the paper right you know much less the silhouette <laughs> of the person on it and that's in a zero stress situation but i can take that same shooter and hand them an ar-15 right you're gonna hit him at least and, three. and they can hit him a couple of times and so to say that I would never need an AR-15 to protect my home is that's made by people who've never fired firearms before. Look, I have or, or realize that the the I have an AR that a hunt limitations. Right, right, yeah. It's a hunting reference. It's not great for like hogs and stuff, right? You What's know, like, amazing for any, any kind of you know hogs or you know, nuisance animals, Kill us. but even just deer, like it, it's it, it's not because of of the you know I don't have thirty rounds. I don't have right, like, right. You know, because again, it's against the law to hunt with that. You only have six six rounds when you hunt, so you can't have, you know. And so it's like when you hunt, when you deer hunt, right? When you, yeah. When you nuisance hunt, you hunt hogs. It's it's you can have you know whatever clip. You, know, you shoot them out of freaking helicopter for crying out loud. Um, hogs bad. Huh? Oh, it's ridiculous. They eat the marsh up anyway. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's worse out of state like that than around here, but. So, like, I, I get it. I, I don't think that there should be any kind of, um, I don't believe that getting rid of AR solves anything. I do believe that making guns harder to get purchase will help. Right. Well, so, and my, my question on that is, so how do you do that? Like, people say background check. They already have background check. Right. Yeah. I, I, I say the same thing. You say that. Not every state has, I can go buy a gun on Facebook right now. 
But that, but that's that's not right. So, so that is a person-to-person transaction. It's that's not that's not you walking into a gun store. I can't or buy a gun your car shop. without registering it. I get that. Right. I get that, but a car is not a right either. It's it's a privilege. Second right. amendment. Second amendment is. Second is amendment a right. says what? You have a right to bear arms. Okay. Yeah. So that's a right. But what for is me the to full Second Amendment state? Yeah, I don't want to misquote it. It's like two sentences. It, exactly. It's, it's only two sentences. Let's see. I don't have it on. So, Pull it up on your computer. So that if you I screenshot it because I knew you were going to say this. This must have came up in the conversation it, last night. Second Amendment states, a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure... Hold up, hold up. Slow down because there's three a, commas in between militia a and A well-regulated militia, comma... comma being necessary to secure of a free state, comma, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. Right. Okay? Yeah. So let's tackle the first part. Okay. A well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. It says regulated. Comma. Exactly. Yeah. So not, 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 see, people try to argue that it gives the militia the right to bear arms. It's not, that's not true. And in fact, but, but, but wait, 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 it says it in there. So that, that's know, not, so like not, they're that's not talking not about arguing. just the militia. They're talking no, no, no. about the people. But a real, the militia in the people is defined as one and the same in the <clears> Bill <throat> of Rights and in the Constitution. Right. But the thing that irritates me when it comes to these people that are complete, and I'm not, I'm not including you if, if you are, and I don't know, but the people that are just like, you should be able to, there, there should be zero gun control. And look, I, I'm not... <laughs> I own guns, so, but I do think that you should have some kind of transactional regulations, background checks, um, red flag simulations, something to say. This kid was 18 years old and mm-hmm. purchased $6,000 worth of material. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does an 18-year-old get $6,000 when you live with your grandma and no, that's not red flags to anybody. I mean, this kid yeah. bought a three thousand dollar rifle. Yeah, it should, it should be some red flags, but like, right. so I get that. But like, so so a kid who loves to target shoot and, and, and has and wants it for a competition rifle because this this one evil individual went and committed an evil act. The the, the kids who might no, be a, might be no, a three no, gun no, no. competition can't go buy that rifle. That's not what I'm saying at all. You know, but there should be like. So, you, so, so I'll compare it to, to, to the abortion situation, right? If you go get an abortion, even now, you have a 48-hour hold. You can't just go get an abortion and have it done the same thing. You're, you have to have a mental evaluation. And, and I'm, have, I'm all for that. Look, you're, you're comparing personal transactions to like... You can to, buy them to, at gun shows. You, but that, those, those gun show loopholes have been so... Debunked. It's ridiculous. You got to fill out the same paperwork at a gun show that you have to fill out if you go into into a gun store. That's not true because it is I, true. it's not. It's not true at all. Let's call it Terrell Jones. Because the, the thing is, is that you can simply go. I can have a booth at a gun show and sell my personal guns. Well, that that's a stupid loophole. That's I, that's, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and again, it, it's not every state, but it's the states that have these loopholes and the states that have like there there has to be. And look, I'm all for like if you're selling a personal transaction of a firearm, I'm all for, you know, whatever. If if I want to buy a gun from Jared, I have to go to whatever gun shop, get that's, my paperwork done, and bring that as a proof of sale to Jared. I'm fine with that. That's that's where I am too, right? If I order and I built my AR, right? right? So every time I ordered something from ABC, right, I had to get it shipped to. Uh, a gun FFA store, license, correct. Yeah, Sign the paperwork. Whatever, it did, the, the, it, yeah, and and have that transaction. But I can sell you anything. And again, I, it, it, 
I don't have the answer because it's going to be very hard to create a gun registry for every gun and everything that happens. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying you need a registry, but I'm with you. That, but that's that, the only way you're going to track who has what gun. But we don't even really need to do that. What, what I'm getting at is I'm okay with it, having the same regulations for a personal firearm sale as you have for a private for a private yep. you know uh business I, yeah I, i'm i'm all for look if you want to sell these two because you're right if i have to if i want to sell my motorcycle or something i have to go through a just set of piece like there's no if, you can't just say here right and you roll off with it if i want to sell a, a, you know, a firearm to jared we go we go to our local gun store and do the transaction through the gun store you know i'm, I'm fine with that i you know or even online you got to show some kind of proof or have it mailed to the yeah i'm fine i'm fine with that um, I'm just, I'm not fine with them, you know, uh, uh, having knee jerk reactions and banning all kind of firearms yeah, exactly. just because some, you know, some evil person committed a, an evil act. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to take, cause that's freaking, like you said, at the beginning, that's, ugh. I, that's, that's, oh man, that's, that's like the worst of the worst call you could ever get, you know? Yeah. I, I, even, even not as a parent, even as like. A first responder having to go in there and see that call I guess that's and the, and the thing is man like you that's a bad call if it's one person right you, you know what I'm saying but kids little kids like that and then teachers like nobody should have to die like that man and we always see it's mental illness we'll never know the true well, cause I mean, any, behind anybody that. that kills by like that is, 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 they're mentally ill, like yeah. a, a sane person doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Buffalo, New York, right? You know, incident. It's, like, but it's evil is evil. Like evil is evil, like, man. Like, but the you, only way you stop that is with a good person with the means and the tools <laughs> to be able to stop them. Like it just there's there's no. But that same good person, that good person ain't really when it initially starts, they not aiming to fatally take this person out you know what i'm saying so it still leaves themselves in range yes, to be are. hurt oh, yeah. yes we are really yeah i'm just saying initially like say you standing there right like there's there's no you go in and you put the threat down all right like now look that's not to say you start opening fire and they drop the right. gun and we're not just going to execute right? right but you you go into a school and you start shooting we're coming here to shoot you and there's my no thing is you hear already and you see the person coming you know, mentally, you like, hey, put that down. You know, you have it. Yeah, yeah, you might. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I'll follow that. One yeah, step, one yeah step. you're right, Tori. You're absolutely you know, right. Yeah. and you're going to be like, well, you're I'm going to try. Right, right. right. And that person might be so angry. Like, you might put one in his knee just to get him to go down. And you know, like, and he's still capable to take you out. Yeah. That's the bad part right. about that person. You know, like, so you literally have to see it and be like, all right, I he might just be clowning. He might just be a setup. Yeah, you don't you know? clown like that. Right. You, you I know, bring a gun I know, on a school campus and I'm on, you're catching some lead poisoning. I'm just going out there. Like, ain't no, you, you ain't coming up because you want me to clean right. the gun for you. Right. Right. Like, you ain't. What's your position or, or take with the body armor situation? What you mean? Like, like the guys that be having the body armor? We do. We Well, look, you're, that's, that's another thing that, that. There's laws in place, but criminals break laws. That's why they're called criminals. But like, so it becomes it becomes illegal to have body armor if you use it in the commission of a crime. Right? But you can still. Ha What's the point of you having body armor as a, as a like civilian? I, that's something else that I don't get. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, and there's look, no you, reason for me to have body armor unless I'm trying to go commit a crime. Well, I mean, you say that, but then you go grocery shopping in New York and and you're innocently <laughs> tr trying to buy some freaking rice and somebody shoots you, you know. So I mean, for your own. Person. I mean, boy, that's a. I mean, that's a. Well, no, that's not gross. really, not no more. Many, but I'm saying, how? Uh, Think how about many somebody lives just was it a grocery store? Body armor. Civilians. I don't. Not the, but that. Not so many civilians have body armor. That's my point. But how many could have been saved if they were wearing body armor? That that would be the question. It's not the question though. That, but that could be. I mean. Then like, we don't know who the killers and who to protect us. I mean, the thing I'm is, just, is that you, you're gonna. Something has got to, to like they make school bags of body armor in it. It's a yeah. I get it, but it's a one simple. It's a plate. It sits on like you know what I'm saying. Like right. I'm talking about these. The New York guy and this guy had full tactical. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be able to buy that. I get. I get what you're saying. Helmets, yeah. vests. Yeah, I mean, body that. shields. Like yeah, you couldn't shoot this dude. You, you had to shoot him square in the face. All right now, we like we as law enforcement, we 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 do body armor transitional drills where. 
you know, you know what to go outside of. Yeah, we're going to fire a few rounds, center mass. If that ain't stopping you, we, we go into more vital areas. Yeah, no, I get that. But I'm saying it still makes it – you can shoot me – Three times. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, you look at the Las can, Vegas, uh, you know, uh, not Las Vegas, the, the L.A. bank robbers or whatever. Like, it started with, you know, that was probably one of the most uh, uh, open cases of them wearing body armor to commit a crime. And it, it it patrolled. People didn't have rifles at that point, you know. Right. And they, them dudes was just mowing cops down, you know. That's crazy. Um, it, it is. Like, that's no point it is. in that. But again, criminals are going to find a way to get the thing. Like, right. That's illegal for you to have anyway. Right. And, and you, It's not, though. It's illegal to do it and, ha- and commit a crime. Certain, certain body armor. So you can't just, like, bunker up and go, you know, I don't look, think. I mean, I could be. Own, you know, like, I right. get that. But the harder you make things to, to acquire, it's, it's, it's the less its chance of it happening. Right, it's, it's the it's not true. I mean, the harder you make it is for your house to be burglarized, the less chance you have. You know, and, yeah, I, and I understand it, but like the, the harder same. you make something to get, doesn't the extreme is the extreme, and it doesn't matter how hard no, it is to get. Still op- get most it. criminals are opportunistic, right? But your active shooters are not. They're meticulous in planning. A lot of them, and, and if they, they if they take some like, wait an extra month to get that body armor that they want, they're going to wait an extra that's month. That's an extra month that they want. That, that law enforcement, everybody. Yeah, I'm not saying don't do it. Them. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that don't regulate that stuff. What I'm saying is to think that the law would stop it. I don't know. I'm not, not saying it's going to limit. But yeah, it may slow them down. It makes yeah. things harder to accomplish. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100 for that. The FBI can go look at that. Like, hey, man, why are you buying this body armor? If, uh, you know, oh well, I own a security company. Okay, you know, well, I'm 18 and I I, I, I like playing in the woods. No, no, no. Let's, let's uh, we're gonna look a little further into the yeah yeah I get I get that and then, like you gotta have a security if you were eighteen like well I'm getting a job at a security company but when you start have a security company <clears throat> call us and have signed a waiver when, that you're when, when you start when you start talking about common sense laws that's the kind of stuff you talk about you don't yeah. talk about background checks we already do that you know but like, that's not stopping better. nothing it could be it could be it could be so much <clears throat> and it's single state right. What's that? It's only single state background checks. There's no national background. No, checks. they should be a national background. There's check. no. Oh, I'm with no you state that. has a national background check. So if you if you've committed a crime in Louisiana, you can go to Pennsylvania and buy a gun. Yeah, that's stupid. All right. Well, first you'd have to get a Pennsylvania driver's license. Right. Right. Say that you're a resident of Pennsylvania, buy a gun, you'll be okay. But yeah, but you should like I, I'm all for like, but those are the kind of legislations that would be bipartisan. If you're trying to pass a bill that says, look, I know we already have background checks, but it's state level. We want to be able to have a federal background check. That way, if somebody committed some crimes in, in Louisiana and moves to Florida and wants to buy buy a firearm three years later, those flags will pop up. I don't think anybody fights that. I agree. Right? Those that's are, not the those, conversations that are had. Th- there's not. You it's, know, it's, it's like, we've got to take over every week. Right. Everybody right. needs none. Zero. <laughs> it's like. Because <laughs> it's so mass. It's like people on my end that don't own guns and just. I don't think they really get up on their education of the gun laws, the gun ownership. They just, hey, I don't have one in life. Fine, nobody needs one. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much. I believe that the. Uh, but that's the same position, and I get that. But it's the same uneducated. Right, thing but that people say, you know, well, I buy my meat at the grocery store. You should too. You shouldn't hunt. Right. And it's like, I haven't bought ground meat in ten years. Like. Literally, I have not purchased right. meat from a store, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why? Well, because that's what I choose to do. You, hunt. you know, well, you and know it's like, you. well, I mean, that's crazy. Like, why is it crazy? It's crazy that you go out and, and wait for somebody else to provide you with your next meal. And like, mine just sitting there. Right, and, you don't, and you don't know where you don't know where that meat went. No, you know you where know, your meat came from. Absolutely. So it's like. I mean, even if you, you know, like, you ain't got to hunt. Like, I, this is my position on home. Like, like, there's plenty of people. Buy half a cow tomorrow and grab right. to the butcher. Like, you know, like, yep. you don't have to dispatch it. You don't have to do anything to it. But it's kind of just like, I think you have a much different connection with things. When you kill it? No, no, no. You, de- <laughs> you, you definitely do. Oh, no, 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 I get it. But you definitely do. Most hunters are very respectful, right? Because to, there, to the there's, look, there's, there's hunters out there them, you know? that sit there and, and it's kind of, it's kind of scary, but they do enjoy the thrill of kill. Like that's exactly why they hunt. They just want to kill shit, you know. But that's not majority of hunters, right? You know? Right. It, it, it is a connection. 
It's it's to a, nature, it's a, not just you know, to kill them. And I, I mean, I know, you know, because I talked to Mike and I know Mike and bought his kids and taught them how. And like, I keep up with when they go hunting and right. what they kill. Like, so my whole hunter thing was just the, you know, it's, it's still killing at the end yeah, of the day. No doubt. So I mean, no matter if it's human or if it's an animal, it's still the act of kill. Um, so it was basically just to bring another picture to the to what we was talking about on the abortion. I don't really like I say everything is a person's choice, you know. So I I'm gonna leave you to your choice all the time. But if your choices don't add up to me when it's time for us to interact, I mean we are gonna have limitations, and that's just with anybody, you know. Right. So. <laughs> I'm not knocking the hunter thing, so I don't want y'all to be <laughs> no, like, "Oh man, Tory crazy, man." No, Tory went and said that I don't know what no. he was thinking. You know, it was just it was a a talking point for the conversation we were having. Um. So so I'll, if if we can change uh, uh, tunes a little bit, what what you I, I've seen a lot of things going on social media, um, particularly a picture of so there's a teacher, it's a drawing with her hands out, all the kids behind her, teacher protecting her kids. And then above it is the same teacher with the same kids, but in one of her hands, she's got a gun pointed out. What's, what's y'all, what are y'all feelings on, on arming teachers? All teachers? Or the, one, should the, have... ones, the ones that want to. Like, you don't make a teacher have to, but the ones that so would, the, would want to. Man, it'll be so tough, Cody. Only reason I say it's so tough because of the simple fact that just looking at the teacher realm right now and the kids realm, like a lot of teachers can't physically handle the kids mentally. Like kids are really running the teachers rugged in school nowadays. You know, so teacher can go off and pop on the kids. I mean, they could. <laughs> like the kid, like okay. like I say, man. I one that. day I went into Hummer Junior High and the stuff I heard the kids telling the teachers. I'm like. There's no way. So once again, remember how I was telling you having a gun and what it leads to? I could see a disrespectful ass teenager in the class that knows this teacher has a gun. And this teenager might have a gun at home. You know, and he a street teenager. So that would be the first thing, not to interrupt you, but they would not know that these teachers are, are, are carrying. We it's a lot That's of things a, that we should never should know. Carry. I'll, I'll give you my opinion on it. Well, I don't think it should be. I'm a, yeah, so... I'm thinking maybe one teacher a hall, like let's say Turbone, for instance, every teacher on the corner where the door entrances is, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you come through this stairwell, that first class on the right should have one, the one at the end should. When you get to the next one, the same thing. That way, I mean, at least our entrances are protected. So whoever doing whatever, they have to come a certain way. Two is going to be so tough, like if you was to get your gun taken, like how would you regulate a teacher on keeping that gun and not getting it taken from or uh, misplaced in in school? So, so I, I, you know, I have my own opinion on it, but I'll, 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 I'll give you the. No, floor I, I mean, again, I, I'm I'm in the middle of both, y'all. I think it should be a conversation because I look at it on the economic side and also look at it on the practical side. Economically, there's a lot of school districts that can't afford to have security at every school in every area. Just they just can't, right? Um, so I do think it should be part of the conversation, but I do think that with that, they, they, it has to be an abundance of training. Like maybe even go through the academy, you know, like or or, or something of that nature to be like, hey, look, like you really need to has to be one hundred percent a choice. Right. They have to go through all the mental evaluations. They have to do everything it would be for an SRO or somebody of that nature to have that same option, right? Um, but I also think if you're going to do it, it has to be multiple in the school. It can't just be one teacher in the school, right? right? Because I do believe that, look, nobody knows the school better than the teachers. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows the outlier, the, 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 you know, if, if it over the PA, you know, Mrs. Jones's class, everybody knows in that classroom where Mrs. Jones's class is, right. police officers coming outside dumped, you know, like, Especially in every different school. And I know we are different. I know a lot of areas, obviously in Texas, I know a lot in Florida as well, don't have SROs. Right. You know, so there is no officer at these schools on a regular basis. You know, so man, as we've seen, 40 minutes, 48 minutes for these guys to respond. And yep. I, again, I know, you know. 
A lot of things played a major yeah, factor. I don't get it. But if you have teachers in there, I don't think that... And the teachers actually died protecting the kids, yeah. you know? So, so let me have something to fire back if I'm just going to take look, these bullets. It's got to be... So that this is this is my... And look, you know, you know, you know I get this disclaimer every time, <laughs> but, but I feel like I have to. This is my personal opinion. This is not my professional or my, my, my employer's opinion, right? This is just me, Cody Noblock, off of work, my opinion. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I, I am opposed and not opposed to it at the same time, right? So I think first and foremost, if, if we were going to live in a world where we arm teachers, I think that every teacher's classroom, regardless of if they have a gun or not, should have a safe in the classroom, yeah. bolted with a firearm and possibly some body armor in it. The teachers that want to have the guns have this have the firearm in their safe. The other ones, it's an empty safe, so the kids don't know which teacher's armed and which one's not. Right. It's kind of like I don't know if you remember back in the day with the with the, the cameras on the school buses. Right, you didn't know which ones had a camera. Yeah, right. right. The, the so cameras didn't have enough money to put right. cameras on right. them, so they rotate. Right. Everybody said, "Boy." And they, and they all had a little red light on. All had a red yeah, light. Once, once they put them boxes in the bus, everybody's good as hell on the bus. Nobody got in a fight on the bus. But that that's you know, and, and all, all that is is because most of your active shooters are, are, are kids in the school, yep. right? Like that, that's a. I don't, I don't want to say most. I don't know the stat on that, but they're. I'm they a, a, it's a student right, or something right, of it like that. Or a former or student, right? Yeah. So you can't have a safe in Miss Johnson's room. And then no safe in Miss Smith's room because yeah, the kids are gonna the dad should go to Miss Smith's room, yeah, right? right? So you gotta have a you have to have a safe in every one of them. And then the teachers that want to have the the firearm they go through the process it's, of being able to carry that firearm. right. Yeah, they gotta go through the training. They gotta go through all that. But once all that's done and we're in a world where they can have it, it needs to be in that safe. And and they can use that to get in their safe area, put themselves between the kids and the door, and point that gun at the door, and that is it. Do not go in the hallway. Yep. Do not go searching for it because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Shot by yep. We're going to shoot them. Absolutely. Because cops don't know which, who's a yeah. teacher and who's not. Yep. And we're going to go in that hallway and see somebody with a gun. And like and I before, down. we're not coming in there softly. Right? We I come, we come there to stop the threat. And, and I would hate that that would be a hard thing to live with. Like right. I came there to start, I shot the freaking teacher who just took down the suspect. You know? Right. Like that's get in your classroom, lock your door, use it to protect your classroom. And that's where it ends. Right. When the police come, you know, look, however we got to show to prove that it's the police outside, put your firearm down. We're coming in. We're unlocking the door. We're with the principal, whatever, yep. you know. And, and you know, okay, ma'am, your firearm down. Yes, it is. Okay, we're coming in. But you can train those scenarios. Yep. You can train those those type of things, how the teacher can safely keep it in their hand but point it at the floor. But there's so many know. things, man. Like, I feel like we could actually raise up our education bill. Like, we should be able to put in doors that are just locked in the room. You know, to the actual room. Actual most most doors do. Right? I'm, I'm saying no, only, no, most, most doors only, do have in, yeah, no. only in a situation like that. Our So our standard operating procedure for schools from the parish, from, from the school board, not from law enforcement, is when they're teaching their doors to be closed and locked. Like they're, they're not supposed. Now, I do go in the, in the schools and pull on door handles and, and walk yeah. the hallways. And, and if the doors are locked, I will tell a teacher supposed to be locked you know right oh, i'm sorry i forgot you know all right but and i mean because it's so not normally the norm right you know but uh. th those doors are supposed to be closed while they're teaching and locked just so that's one less step they got to do right. in case you know god right. forbid something right. happens but um but it's, it's easy so it, it's kind of like a if i mean correct me if i'm wrong but the lock is not it's if you turn it from the inside it unlocks right so it's not a physical they don't have to unlock it and turn the knob no, no, they, they just turn from the inside and, and the door unlocks. automatically unlocks, yes. yeah. Well, it doesn't unlock, but it opens. It opens. So right. it keeps the lock from the outside. Keeps the lock from the outside, yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah. that, that, that's the thing that I know um, some of some of the uh, they, they the ones that have like the hinges, like I know the people right, right. can't see, but it's it's a hinge door. I see one of the guys, I think it was on Shark Tank or something like that, and he invented this. Um, they keep kind of like a fire extinguisher. It's a little thing. It's a little... Just little red triangle. Yeah, it fits over the. And it uh, just slides over that thing, and you you can shoot because that's what I mean. One bullet, and you come in through the door. Yeah, you shoot the lock, right. you're done. You're coming right through it. You you can't you can't physically open the door. You have to shoot out all the hinges and the lock, and just have the door right. fall. You know, 
Uh, so that's my thing. There are so many things that stop these from happening. You know, the, the, it was like, if you just get rid of guns, it won't happen. There was an unlocked door in the entrance of the school. Right. Locked the damn door. Can't get in the door. You can't, you know, like, like and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to place blame. Believe no, me. I, I, but, you there, know. but there's, there's, you know, you, you can't get laxed. In, in, in your security measures for the schools. And a lot of times they do with the doors are unlocked. Now look, our parish, it's rare to find an outside door unlocked to get into a school. And any parent yes. that's going to their kid's school, you can get on the the school grounds, but you ain't getting, you get the getting in the building. Yeah, right. Look, my son at a local high school and I needed his truck. And I told him to leave his keys in his truck and his door code. Like, leave your keys in your truck. I'm not going to get your truck in no more. So, all right. So, I get there, put his coat in. No keys in the truck. Got to go all the way to, to the front of the building. I try to go to the back because I just walked from the parking lot. And the right. SRO says, so you can't come back and you got to go around the front. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, stairs are right here, bro. Right. I don't have to walk all the way around this big ass school. Nope. Go around the front, buzz in, go up all the stairs. One of the off, like, yep. and I'm going, and look, there was two students that were at the front door, I guess, you know, tardy students, and we sat out there for a few minutes, you know, and she even said, can y'all step back? And I guess she wanted to make sure that I'll, like, get all of us on camera, right. get everybody, I don't know if that's protocol or what it is, and well, they want to be able to see. the door, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's pretty, you well, know, all right, and right. it's a pain in the ass, but it's I'm, safe. I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. Because, you know, when we went to you school... Know, See, you could have walked in any of those doors well, that went and, up and there. Part, part yeah. of the problem with the way our schools, so our, and we're still making some of the same mistakes with building newer schools, but um, most of your old schools, the mindset was not let's, let's stop an active shooter. The, the, the mindset was let's be open to the community. Right. You know, and that's how schools should be in a perfect world. Um, but when these schools were built in the 70s and 60s and you know, you know, some of them even the 80s or 90s when these schools were built, they didn't have those same security precautions in place. So the designs of these schools are designed specifically to be open for the community to be able to come on and, and parents to be able to come and look, see what's going on and walk into the school. And like it, times have changed. So right. a lot of our schools are getting retrofitted for those things, but they're not, they're not designed from the ground up to, to, to have those things in mind. But yeah, you know, I, I just, again, Tough. I, 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 to, to get to one of your points earlier, Jad, that you were making about uh, response time, but you know, forty-eight minutes or whatever. So, an SRO is not a magic pill, oh, right? <laughs> but it makes a school a lot harder of a target. And and the national average response time to an active shooter situation that has an SRO on campus is under a minute. Yeah. You know, and yes, you can do some carnage in a minute, but it's way less than thirty minutes. Or fifteen minutes, or five minutes. How many? You know? How many SROs do do we have between, like, in, in our school system? So currently, all of our high schools, public high schools, have an have an SRO. So there's those four. All of our junior highs, so Homer Junior High, Evergreen, um, they both have SROs at it. Oklahoma uh, Middle has an SRO, um, and our alternative school. As an SRO added, um, I know there's some things in the works to try to um, possibly get some more. Um, stuff boils down to money, yep. you know. Unfortunately, it just it, it does money and manpower, you know. Um, but there are there are some things in the works. Um, I know some of the private schools are looking at funding SROs on their own um, through the parish. No, through the through themselves. No, I guess when. It, are they hiring private security? No, 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 no. They're trying to get full fledged. Yeah. That's my. That's a, that's another concern I have. Is that these schools, and not 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 here, but around the country, hiring hiring mm -hmm. private security. That that bothers me. I don't know why, but it does. Because you, <laughs> you I feel don't... like private security guard. And I don't, I don't. I'm not talking about your standard security guard. I mean a yeah. true private security company. Um. Because I feel like some of these guys feel like they're kind of mercenaries, mm -hmm. you know.
you know, like, and that's... They don't have the same oversight that law enforcement does. And look, our, our and job... They don't, they don't have the same, um, I guess, you know, public servant right. as, you know... And they, they also don't have the same vested interests. Yeah. That, like, my kids are in school, you know? I have I have the most vested interest you can get to protect those kids, you know, because some of them are mine. You know, it you know, it, but even if they weren't, you know, all all my SROs would die for a kid, you know, um, or they wouldn't be SROs. But um, if you're a member of the community, you you have a more vested interest uh, to 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 protect that. But um, it goes beyond that, man. Like uh, a trained SRO doesn't just provide armed security; they're, they're counselor they're they're a public servant they're they're somebody the kids can go to to trust to get advice that you know there's there's so many more facets that an SRO brings to a campus than just the guy with a gun it's it's a it's a building a relationship with law enforcement with these students right yeah and the parents too you know and and i mean like i talked to the guy at turbone because of course i'm back coaching over there i got a call like two weeks ago so Come i on. started back awesome, yeah. man. Congratulations. Um, and he was like man tory when you Stop came back fundraiser shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we was just talking i'm gonna have a million dollars in the bank out this year and we was having a uh, conversation about uh what we did school to the prison system pipeline yeah, yeah. and me and him was talking about it and he was saying that I don't think it was you, Cody, but I know you over them, right? I'm over the sheriff's office, right. not not the police department. And he was telling me that uh, whoever's over him was asking him how many active write-ups he had, or how many whatever y'all have to do to bring him downtown. And he was like, I only got six. And he was like, Well, you need more. And he was he was just telling me the the situation behind it. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's a good dude. You know, he's 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 one of us. You know, he played football and everything at Terrebonne, so he knows what kids go through and stuff like that. And I think he tries to talk to the kids first before mm-hmm. doing he any does. other type of bring you up the bill. He trained them. You know? Yeah. So I, I really do believe the SROs are a great thing, and especially if they are able to actually talk to kids that don't look like them. Right. You know, and that'll breach a huge gap, man. Because. Like I say, I don't think cops just want to do police work all the time, you know, but if they could yeah, educate they, kids. Their whole mission of being a cop is to work in the community. Right. right. You know, to be to be a, a, a ingrained in the community. Right. Like, it's nothing more enjoyable than watching on social media, you know, guys in uniform playing basketball with kids. Like, that actually right. gives me chill. I'm like, hell, that's, right. that's what, like, you and, know. And it builds a better relationship. Yeah. You know, because you got to understand, and I mean, it's a fault, but. It's not a fault to we don't really have facts to like in our community. We don't really hate cops. You just don't trust them. So until you can actually build a relationship with your younger self for them, like that's that's society right now. And and it's unfortunate because it's a bad, a bad few have done done it to to everybody. But what's 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 also notorious, I I guarantee you, you because I spent about 12 years, I guess, in the school system. And there's there's kids that we've had come through that that were terrible became criminals right like just <laughs> but they still respect oh, Snowblog what's up man well come give me a hug right you know right in but, court <laughs> yeah they, street doesn't matter right right but it, but it's it's because those relationships were, were built. built and that's and that's you all know? I'm saying because right. like I see you know I come from a good family I believe you know but I knew growing up like certain mental aspects of my family it was built to the point where some of them would never do enough to get above water you know they'll stay in the in the situation they are in and then blame everything around them so having those same people and having positive people allowed me to become who i am and i know it got some people that don't have positive people they just have those people so they stay in that mindset all the way till they become adults and then they become those same people, you know? So that's my biggest lift with the, our, what we call them? That's our school resource. So they could really talk to the kid, be like, well, yeah, learn me for yourself, right. not from your big brother's experience. And, 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 I, and I, you know, I, I had, I had a situation where, where I, I left Terrebonne and went to Oakland, right. For, for like two years. Um, when I when I left Terrebonne, um, 
It's one of those things that just kind of makes you appreciate the community, you know. Um, just to give an example of how ingrained you are into the, the atmosphere of the school, um, our desk sergeant called me up about two or three weeks after and was like, you need to put something on social media or call these parents. Like, our phone is ringing off the hook. Because you're not there. People are complaining to I the got, chief wanting. I got a phone call and said, why is Cody not terrible no more? Right. And I went. And at that point, I, I wouldn't. I mean, me and Cody right. didn't talk. Like, maybe we spoke, you know. Right. And, and when we, but it wasn't every day. I didn't talk to him every I didn't talk to him once a quarter. Like, you know. And I was like, I don't know. Like, why would you call? Like, that? that's, you know, like, well, Jared knows Cody. Like, and I was right. like, like it, was, right. it was like that. I was like, wow, okay. But I, you know, I had parents reaching out to me, you know, saying, look, my, my kid respects you and loves you. And, and it's like heartbroken that you're not at the school anymore. You know, because, and I had one parent, you know, I asked the kid, well, well, you know, what makes him different? He said, well, he talks to us, not at us. All right. You know, he treats us like young adults, not like little kids. You know, he listens when we're talking. We're not like his bother, you know. So th those relationships are built, you know, and, and that's kind of how I try to train the ones that we have now is, is the way I put it is the kids have to have a, <clears throat> I call it like a healthy fear, kind of like a parent, you know. They have, they have to be comfortable enough to be able to come talk to you and, and tell you their problems but respect you enough that they're not going to be like you're not their friend, right? Like they're not going to be cursing or doing bad things right. in front of you, right? So that, that you have to have that 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 balance, and when you get it, it can make such a difference. Like it, it's and it, and it's, they're going to go to the next person, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. They be like, hey man, you need to lay off a of Cody, or you need to stop doing this because he's a really good guy. Like once you got people in the community right. speaking for you, it makes it easier for you. It's it's one of the most rewarding jobs. In law enforcement, I've done, and like I've done a lot of things in my career. Um, being an SRO is one of those things that's just—it's just been a rewarding experience. Right. You know, it's, it's not all cupcakes and rainbows, you know, but but overall, it's been very, very. Do you rewarding. know the national situation with SRO? I know, like like a Dare program, for example, like they have like a national Dare, where all the Dare officers kind of get together. Yeah, well, they they have a national conference of SROs. Um, Do you know the numbers or just like? Like how many nationwide we have? Yeah, just in know. general, like how many how many areas you know have this? Uh, I know? ring the doorbell. My son, Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sure on the numbers. Um, but again, it's not free. It's not it's not free. You know, I mean it. It, cost. it yeah, comes with sure. a cost, and it comes with having to have additional manpower, and those things are challenging. Um. And then you can't just throw anybody in a school. You have to have the right fit, or you should. If your department's not vetting that and, and, and picking a good fit for a certain school, then you, you're doing it an injustice. But, um, you know, it just – I think nationally, you know, if you want to start talking about some reforms and some, some security things, I think that's something that people should be throwing some money at, you know, when you start talking about on a federal level, um, you know, having grants or what have you to, to be able to increase the amount of SROs that you have because it – Again, it goes it goes beyond that. You know, you, you you have situations where you come across children just throughout your normal work day where you can tell that, like, you know, little Johnny seems a little off, man. Hey, you, you feeling all right, buddy? You know, oh, I'm being bullied, you know. Well, let's, let's go talk. Let's go talk and find out who's bullying because they shouldn't be bullying you at school, you know. And you, but if you're not in that environment and, and noticing those differences in those kids, you know, then little Johnny – May not get that attention at home. You know, he may be the one that's going to go, you know. So, I mean, you just, it's an immeasurable yeah. benefit to All have. he's got at home is his you know, right. 80 year old grandma that's caring for him. I, I had, Jared, I'm telling you, I had yeah. one, um, and I'm not going to say the kid's name, but, um, you know, I used to do Team Spirit every year. Mm -hmm. And on one of our last days, we got into a big circle every year. And, and the kids just got to an emotional thing. They got like soft music playing, the lights are low, and they got a candle, and the kids are sharing, you know, their personal feelings. And, uh, one of my students from Terrebonne uh, started crying and came up to me and he said, look, I had some bad times in my life where I was feeling almost like I wanted to kill myself. And every morning I would see him coming on campus and be like, hey, man, you know, I call him by his name, of course, but I don't, I don't want to put his business right. out there. Um, how's things going? Oh, man, I had a rough life. What's, you know, what's going on? That just, just somebody that cared. And he said that was enough to get him through those times. Just a simple gesture like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. You know, if you need something, call me, you know, reach out to me. You know, if, if, 
even if you're at home, call dispatch. If you're going through something like that, man, it is what it is. But, right. you know, so I, you have situations like that where it matters. It matters, you know, it just, it does. It's a yeah. good thing. Well, all right, man, let's, let's wrap this one up. This has been a good two. Uh, this one went a whole lot easier than I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to get another little. <laughs> it's maturity, ding, man. Ding. <laughs> maturity. But yeah, I mean, well, uh, this is this is gonna be a good one. This will be fun. Um, hopefully, we start getting some traction. We'll be able to do this more. Like I said, we love this. You know, yep. it's the highlight of my week. So, yeah. well, right now, it's I no longer have to pull on call on Saturdays. Oh, so watch out, life. <laughs> I don't want to speak on it too early. Right, life change, look. man. You know, life change fast. So. It's been a a long six years pulling on call on a Saturday oh, as a God. salary ma- member of management and ain't getting paid anything extra for it. So it's over now. Hopefully, I can have a normal person's life and see what's up, man. But I, th- I don't think on my end, unless I'm going on one of Jared vacations, <laughs> I should not be here on Saturdays. I'm just going on vacations Monday through Friday. That'll work, man. That'll yeah, work. Yeah. You got it like that. Well, just take us with you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> mobile podcast. Yeah, mobile podcast, mobile bro. Podcast. Well, no, I'll be back. I'll be back on Friday. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, fellas. Well, again, I appreciate you guys, and I, I, I truly enjoy this. Um, I look forward to our conversations and where we're going to go with it. So, um, any last words? Anybody? So we spoke on a lot of death today. And some that we were talking about were rights of others and some that was just strictly taken. Um, either way, it's still tough to be in either one of those situations and have to make that decision. Man, just stay away from evil, man. I mean, everybody... You don't know the time. You don't know the place. Just stay away from evil if you can. And be as positive as you can. And even if you see somebody having a bad day, say something nice to them. Like, I think if somebody would have probably said something nice to that guy, and I know a lot of people going to jump on me and say, no, Tori, you can say whatever you want nice to some people. They're going to just do what they want. But we got to intercept hate with some type of love. Some type. Like, I feel like... The 18-year-old shooter and the guy in New York, somebody had to know something at some point. You know, Don't be scared to turn your friends in when they go and take lives, man. Lives. Like, their life going to be affected, your life going to be affected, and everybody else that's not here. So let's do what's right. Um, I, like, I, I agree. Um, even, even if somebody's having a bad day or it wouldn't change anything um saying something nice and reaching out and caring about one another uh it doesn't hurt anything right so who knows i'd, I'd rather at least try right you know and, and right. yeah you're right it may it may not change an outcome one bit but it might you know right. it, it for damn sure is not going to make it worse right <laughs> right you know so you know I'm, I'm with you man you know pay the love forward be kind to one another, you know, uh, reach out and, you know, if, some, yeah. if somebody's having a bad day and it takes five minutes of your time to just hear them out and talk to them, you know, you might make a difference in that person's life that exponentially that you never even thought would, would, would do anything, right. you know, um, don't be afraid to have the conversations that we're having on this podcast with, with other people, but be respectful. And, right. and don't argue and, and just talk and you'd be surprised how many barriers come down and how much compromise and headway can happen when you sit down and have a mature conversation versus an argument. Right. You know? And I love you guys. Love you too, bro. Hey, I just echo what y'all said, man. Promote positivity. There's enough negative shit in this world. Stop sharing negative stuff on, on social oh, media. Yeah, please. You know, like if you see it, it could be funny. It could be you know, you could be like, Oh, I know what that feels. Don't share it, you know. Just promote positivity, support each other, have the tough conversations, you know. And look, interact with us because we we want all the feedback and want further discussions with. Yes, please. Look, I would love to set these cameras up and have ten people and have these discussions. Like, yeah. so, you know, please let's um, love one another, 
Oh, positivity. Remember, the divide is not so wide. Peace. Tweet.